Hope all of you had a great weekend. Hey, we are excited about the show today. He's Adrian Broadus. I'm Steve Kaplowitz. Coming your way. 600 ESPN El Paso. Two hours with you today. Just two hours. John Teicher standing by at Hudson's tonight. It'll be every Monday for the rest of the season. UTEP basketball with Kevin Baker and Joe Golding. Hope all of you had a great weekend. I know I certainly did. Would like to wish my wife Karen a very happy birthday today. Happy birthday, Karen. I'm excited for her. Celebrated over the weekend. Probably do it again tonight. That's what it's all about. And, you know, we've, we're even talking about a rarity on a Monday night. Going out. Wow, I love it, I, Listen to this. We're bucking the trend. This is great news, Steve. Uh, great occasion here. I love the date as well, January 23rd. Uh, this is awesome. Uh, congratulations to you, you and your wife, and everybody celebrating tonight. Nah, don't congratulate me. Congratulate her. She's the one. She's the champ that did everything. It'll be good. So, oh, you know what? You know how I celebrated today? I went to the doctor and finally tried to get myself back to normal. Oh, really? They gave oh, me a man. shot in the arm of some steroid that I've never had before, and hopefully that's the start of getting back on track. Nice. Uh, well, I hope uh, you sound great this week to start off the week, Steve. So I well, hope that uh, you could you could come back to true form. I vowed that if the cough wasn't gone by Monday, I would call. And sure enough, woke up this morning, started coughing a little bit. I'm like, that's it. I'm gonna call. So um, it's good. It's a good start. Good good start. But it's weird. I have a new doctor. And I didn't see him today. I saw the nurse practitioner. And I was given a whole battery of things. And now I was like, I'm trying to decide, okay, I took the shot. They, they, there's other stuff they want to do. And now I'm trying to find out, uh, because our insurance is so great here, exactly uh, you know, how much this will, will set me back when it's all said and done. Oh, that's uh, that's some real world stuff, Steve. I I uh, do not envy you whatsoever, man. I just hope you feel better, and I hope I that you get a, get rid of this cough. Um, me too, me too. But the voice feels like it's coming back. It's not a hundred percent yet, but it's a heck of a lot better than it was last week. All right, definitely, yeah. Now, um, oh, we have so much to talk about. So much to talk about today. Where do we start? Cowboys season is over. I mean. And that was just, oh gosh. You know, I said it on the show last week. I didn't believe Dak could do it two weeks in a row. And sure enough, he didn't duplicate what he did in Tampa. In fact, this was the Dak we've seen a lot this year. And it just wasn't good enough for the Cowboys. Forget Brett Maher and, and, and that situation. He was able to um, you know fix what happened after after getting his extra point blocked. But Dak... Just wasn't he wasn't good enough. He was, you know, he was outplayed by a by a rookie seventh round pick who didn't make any mistakes. And when he did, the Cowboys didn't capitalize the way the 49ers did. You know, there was a ball right in uh, Diggs' arms and he dropped it. Purdy could have thrown a pick too, but it didn't happen. And Dak was off and threw a couple of bad interceptions. Should have been uh, hit for a safety. I still don't understand that play. Like, he was he was ready to meet that defender head-on in the end zone, and he got away. But it was just a weird, weird game. And I feel bad for Cowboys fans because now you're starting to you know, doubt whether Dak can ever do it. And as I wrote about today on the website, 600 com, it is scary 
But if you look at Dak Prescott in the postseason, and then you look at Tony Romo in the postseason, their numbers are identical. Like, they're both 2-4. and four. They both have almost the same quarterback rating in the playoffs during the course of their careers. They also both have the same overall rating during the course of their careers. Now, Dak uh, has played a couple of years less than, than Tony, but remember, Romo was a 26-year-old rookie. Dak took over as a 23-year-old right out of college. So the truth is, is that, you know, if Dak um, had started at, at Romo's age in the NFL, he'd be a couple of years younger, but not much. So it's strange, Adrian, when you look at these two. And some people will say, well, if Tony Romo ever had Dak's defense, what could have been? Well, that's fine, but, you know, you've you've given uh, Prescott the keys to the car for years. They've built a, a reliable car. I mean, it has good tires. It has a good, good motor. Um, you know, it has great acceleration. It's, uh, it can stop on a dime. Yet, if you don't steer that car properly, you're going to have a hard time winning. And that's, to me, what the problem is with Prescott right now is, you know, the mistakes are a killer. And they came back to bite the Cowboys again yesterday. And I know Cowboys fans are probably wondering, you know, will Dak ever do it? I said no on the uh, Buzz Adams morning show this morning. I, I don't think it'll happen. And it's too bad because I like Dak a lot as a person on and off the field. I think he's a really good guy. He's the kind of person you mo- you want you'd love to model. Uh, you know, if your kids wanted to idolize a player, pick Prescott. Doesn't get into any trouble off the field. You know, he's a good person. Good, you know, does great things. Yet, man, if I was looking at, you know, all the quarterbacks in the NFL right now, he's not a tier one quarterback. I don't even know if he's a tier two quarterback. It almost seems like he's tier three at this point. And that's not going to get the Cowboys into a championship game or a Super Bowl down the road. No, you're exactly right. I, first off, I love the comparison between uh, Dak and Romo. I feel like for Romo, you could point out a lot of those standout players. Like, look, Dak has a, a accompanying running back like Ezekiel Elliott. Well, Romo had DeMarco Murray. Uh, Dak had that number one guy who is now becoming CeeDee Lamb. And Romo had Des Bryant, who definitely was that guy. And then uh, you look at the standout defender that the Cowboys have now and Micah Parsons. And what a game he had yesterday. I yeah. mean, just outstanding absolutely amazing and it just for the fact that that defense could not hang on was uh was a testament to how bad that team was ran but you know, you look at that Romo team they had uh, DeMarcus Lawrence also mm-hmm. with that squad so a lot of interesting comer- uh, uh you know commonalities with those two teams but I look at Dak as kind of like Kirk Cousins somebody who's going to get you to that point somebody who has a ceiling but somebody who's not going to take you over the top so then you kind of wonder uh, if Dak were to ever win a Super Bowl he has to probably be around a better cor- uh, coach, right? Because look at Matthew Stafford, not the best quarterback, not a tier one or tier two quarterback, but because he has a good head coach, that's what set him over the top. So well, maybe the fact that Dak Prescott is married right now to Mike McCarthy, maybe that's the problem right there. And maybe those two, if you have good co- a good coach and a good quarterback, but not great at either of those spots, you cannot get over the top. I'm going to tell you why I disagree. Okay, and I disagree because when Dak was hurt, okay, when Dak was hurt, Cooper Rush took over. 
And other than the Eagles, Cooper Rush did a great job being a game manager. A game manager, which is what Brock Purdy is as a 49ers quarterback. Run the offense. Don't do anything crazy. Don't go out of your comfort zone. Play within yourself. Let the offense, let the running game do the uh, the you know the the majority of the work, and go from there. And I feel like when Dak tries to do too much, Adrian, too much, that's when he gets into trouble. Like he's better than Cooper Rush. Okay, he is. He's better than Cooper Rush, but. They don't give him the offense that they gave Cooper Rush. Yeah. You know, if you told Dak Prescott, hey, this is your it's a running offense, do just enough to complement that with your ridiculous receiving core, they should be winning these games. They shouldn't have lost yesterday. Okay, the defense didn't lose the game. The defense gave up 19 points. 19 points to the 49ers, that's enough to win a football game. Not when you score 12. That's the issue here. So... I was looking at this story earlier, right? And I and I I hadn't done the research yet. But when I went on Pro Football Reference today and I started looking at these two quarterbacks side by side and looking at their postseason career and their and their regular season careers, and I started totaling up the numbers, it like was jaw dropping how similar they are. It really was. I, I didn't expect it. I never expected it. And people told and see, and some people will tell you that Tony Romo, like you felt like you got everything out of Romo, right? When he was playing for the Cowboys, he gave you everything he had. Some people will look at Dak Prescott and feel like they're not getting enough of what Pre- of the tools Prescott has. They don't feel like they're getting every ounce of production out of him. And that's the difference right now is, you know, Tony Romo in six playoff games threw for eight touchdowns and had two interceptions. Well, Prescott had two interceptions just yesterday alone. And you know, I think he's had like 11-5 and five in his six games. 11 touchdowns, five interceptions. But they're both 2-4. and four. Both of them never been to a championship game. The farthest both of them were able to get was a divisional, uh, divisional round. So there's a, there's a lot of similarities. And I kind of wonder, from a legacy standpoint, as the Cowboys fans are lamenting their season being over, do you feel like Dak Prescott, is the 2023 version of Tony Romo? Is that that's something I want? I was going to open up to the phones today, Adrian, at five zero five six zero zero nine. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I feel like with uh, what we saw last night, maybe things change if Tony Pollard didn't break his leg. That's another yep. what if as well. Because when we're talking about philosophies, especially when you're comparing Cooper Rush earlier into the year, yeah, it was a uh, totally favorable on the run side. And in that first half, Cowboys were moving the ball. They had Tony Pollard going. Going, and uh, I really felt like the momentum flipped for the Cowboys right at the end of the first half when Dak throws that interception he's not seeing defenders the same way that he once did and I think that's one of the biggest knocks you can make to Dak Prescott maybe he's thinking too much maybe he's too much in his head in these situations because Ward was right in front of him and he made that simple routine play Dak simply didn't see him they're down nine six okay and at that point um Maher had missed an extra point had it blocked I shouldn't missed it It was blocked it was six six yeah no this was a nine six at the point they were nine six and they were down by three, and it was fourth down. And it would have been about a 53, 54-yard field goal had they tried the field goal. And I wanted them to try the field goal because I said, you know what? You got to get Maher's confidence back. 
He had not attempted anything since. Uh, it was it was within his makeable range. If he if he gets the field goal, they tie the game. Okay, but they went for it instead, and Dak got the first down. He he kept it and and got the first down. Okay, but look at what happens immediately after that first down. It was either first or second down play. Pollard uh, breaks his fibula, gets hurt, and he's out. Done just like that. And then a, a two plays later, Prescott throws the pick. So I'm not telling you that had they gone for the field goal that you know Pollard doesn't get hurt eventually and Prescott doesn't throw the pick. And I know he got the first down, so I guess from that standpoint they made the right decision. But I was thinking you got to get your field goal's confidence back. This is a makeable field goal for him. Kick it. You're tied at nine. But they didn't have the confidence yet in Maher at that point. So they went back to Prescott. He got the first down. But look at what happens, Adrian. Pollard gets hurt within a play or two of that first down, and then the pick gets thrown, and suddenly they turn it over. So what good is it? Because now you lose your your best running back, your quarterback throws his second interception, and at the same time, you didn't give your kicker, who later went on to make a, a field goal and, and get back on track, you didn't give him that opportunity yet to redeem himself when the opportunity was there for you. Um, I, I'm just just a slight correction. It was six six on this point. The reason why that's so important, and to your point, is I thought they could have been more conservative during that drive, Steve. Right before half, it's a tie game six six. You go into halftime with a nine six lead. If you're the Cowboys, that gives you a ton of momentum uh, before the halftime. But then, like you said, they go for it on fourth down. Tony Pollard breaks his leg on the next play. Uh, then it's the shotgun pass from Dak Prescott. They give it back to the 49ers with uh, with what a minute and change and then they kick a field goal to go up at half nine to six that was the most frustrating part about it I thought you could have been more conservative during that drive I thought you could have hit hit that field goal with Brett Maher in a very makeable area and gone up nine to six at the half I I don't understand why the Cowboys didn't do that and that's that's not on Dak that's on McCarthy right there I didn't even realize it was six six I thought they were down nine six at that point so they were actually tied that would have given them a chance to take the lead yeah, that's what, that was what was so frustrating. And then coming out of halftime, of course, the 49ers are going to make the adjustments they need to do. They force uh, the Cowboys on a quick uh, quick three and out, and yeah, the Cowboys got the ball uh, based off that muff punt right out of the halftime, yep. but they just settled for a field goal out of that. So their offense really couldn't get anything going except for that C.D. Lamb pass in the second half, which also didn't lead to anything. Okay, look, we've got one line ready to go, and it's Orly. And Orly, I'm going to get you, I promise you. I have to get through some commercials first, and we'll get right to you coming up right out of the break. Okay, so you're coming up. I've got two lines available. We've only, we've only talked about the Cowboys, but there was a lot more going on this weekend than the Cowboys. There were three other NFL games. I want to get to those. UTEP losing to Florida Atlantic. That was a huge discussion late Saturday night. We're going to get to that as well. Um, and plenty of your calls, your tweets, and uh, we're going to get all that moving between now and 6 o'clock. So... Great to have you. We'll get moving right after Charlie, who's first up with traffic. And then calls, tweets, messages on the app. We got a ton of work to do, and we'll get it all uh, ready to roll as Sports Talk continues. 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, here we go. Back on Sports Talk, 22 past the hour. Cowboys lose. Their season's over. Is Dak Prescott Tony Romo 2.0? 505 6009. That's our telephone number to get into the show. UTEP 
Gets an, gets, gets a, a nice crowd, all things considered, under six, but like 5,400 fans. But unfortunately for them, they never really get close to Florida Atlantic. And uh, they started out slow, and they lose the game. And afterwards, Joe Golding apologizes. Listen, fans don't want apologies. They want wins. That's what they want. You know, it's... You know what? They apologized after losing to North Texas in football, and they had a sold-out crowd. You apologize here for Florida Atlantic. I mean, hey, when you ask fans to come, you got you to gotta produce. You have to produce. Otherwise, every time you ask the fans to come, Adrian, they uh, they think twice about it because they, they remember the last time, and, and it's no fun. Yeah, I was telling Sal, you know, within just a week, there was so much excitement and so much hype, but it kind of felt like a smaller version of when the football team welcomed in a ranked UTSA team and fell flat. I mean, they just couldn't, you know, withstand that team right there. They were simply outmatched, and that's what we saw from Florida Atlantic. They outmatched the Miners. Let's go to the phones. We'll start it off with Orly. I know he's a happy Orly today. His 49ers, one win away from the big one. One win away. From going to Phoenix and Super Bowl Fifty Seven. What's up, Orly? How are you? I'm doing good, Steve. First of all, enough of the excuses why Dallas didn't win. No one gave me an idea. They ran up against one of the best defenses in the NFL. They Dak did. They should did. Have had, Dak, should, Dak should have had four interceptions. He should have had a pick six with two minutes to go. Greenlaw drops that. And it's a pick six. Yep. That's a good point. Um, they also should add a safety. I mean, they they had they had Prescott wrapped up in the end zone. I don't know how he got away, but that was also a safety at the same time. Yeah. Well, you know, Jerry Jones thinks he bought himself a Ferrari. Instead, he's got a Volkswagen Bug. Hey, let me tell you something. Volkswagens now Volkswagens are very popular on the road these days. I see all those Volkswagen SUVs, but you're saying it's a Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, but a beetle. Yep. He, yep. He, okay. thought, he thought he bought a for he spent all this money for a Ferrari. Yeah. He got himself he got himself a Volkswagen bug. By the way, uh, um, that Volkswagen bug is under contract for forty million next year. And uh yeah. it's like a it's like a fifty million dollar cap hit. So uh trading him is not going to be easy by any stretch. Well, well let's go to the game. First of all, he got beat by a rookie quarterback. He did. Brock Purdy, yeah, he almost threw an interception. His defensive, uh, the defensive back dropped it. Yep. Got a break. Yep. But San Francisco, let me tell you, Kittle it was, the, was the game player of that game. The guy is the catch he made that turned the game around. Um, you talk about the one game? which went off his helmet, bobbled yeah, it, kept helmet, it. Yeah, yep, absolutely, yep, yep. Absolutely. It was a big that one. It set up around. a score. That's right. It set up the score. They went on a 91-yard drive. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, the 49ers are going into Philadelphia. Do they have a chance? Yeah. They have a chance because they've got a good defense. It all depends. If, I mean, I, I know Shanahan will have a running attack for that game, and hopefully uh, they can be successful. It's gonna be That's going to be the toughest challenge on the road. The only other challenge that Curtis had to build up with is at Seattle, which is a raucous crowd, too. It's going to be a little different in Philadelphia with the playoff. And, um, uh, should be a good game. Uh, one and a half point dogs. Uh, I think Vegas feels going to be very tight. Defenses are going to win that game. Um, I'm interested to see how San Francisco's defense plays Philly because the Eagles looked so good 
against the Giants. They 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 hit them so early that New York's defense didn't know uh, didn't know what to do by that point. It'll be a little different with San Francisco. They get a little bit more pressure. New York had a nice season, but look who was in the night. They beat Minnesota and, and New York. Both teams didn't. They got in. They shouldn't have been in. It is what it is. Uh, as far as I want to hear from the Fonz or the Voss, whatever his name is, because he was talking. I want, I want to hear his excuse. He's, he has nothing but excuses when the Cowboys lose. So when does he come on Friday? Yeah, you'll hear Foss. It's, first off, it's Foss. It's F-O-S-S. Uh, that's his nickname because his last name is Foster. So it's the Foss. And, yes, he will, come on, he will come on with us on Friday. I want to see him. You know, no one gave the 49ers any chance. But, you know, it's typical, typical – you know, all you hear is that because they beat Tampa Bay, all oh, they're back on it. What did I tell you? Friday, Prescott will have his normal game. And he came to light. Cowboys, all we hear every single year are going to the Super Bowl. It's all the hype because of that star on the side of their helmet. It's all press. All press. You know what? And they're not relevant. And they're not going to be relevant for a long time. I mean, it's so obvious. The 49ers are, what, are going three out of four years to the, to the championship, to the finals. And no one gives them credit. But you know what? It's going to be a tough game. I, I hate to say this, but I think that loss to Chicago and or Denver early in the season came back to bite them. Because this game could have very be, easily been played at, at, uh, in Santa Clara. Yeah, that that's true. But by the way, by the way, yeah. it, it, I'll tell you something else, okay? Um, you could say all you want about Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Brock Purdy is their future, and it's not even a question. He's, he's absolute, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. A kid is, you know, I didn't realize he's already played Hurts one time in college at Iowa State against Oklahoma. And that was a high score. I think it was 46-45. So they, they have a little history. So this is going to be fun. It's going to be a great game. My concern is keeping the quarter filled of his quarterback in the pocket. You can't let him get outside and run the ball, or they're in trouble. But for of course, the linebackers are are, are fast, and they'll they uh, uh, our line the linebackers for the 49ers are fast. So that's going to be a great game. Appreciate you, Orly. Thanks for uh, thanks for waiting with us through the break and good comments today from Orly. True Blue is hanging on the lines. We'll get to True Blue right after. Adrian, who has this bottom of the hour Sports Center update. ESPN El Paso. I'm Adrian Rodas. Adrian, appreciate it. 505-6009 or telephone number. Give me your your your, uh, your takeaways from Orley's call. Yeah, great call and, and great the that he pointed out that uh, Oklahoma and Iowa State did play with both Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy. Both the quarterbacks accumulated over 330 yards of total offense and both combined for 11 total touchdowns in a 42-41 win for the Sooners. So uh, Jalen Hurts had the edge in college. Let's see if Brock Purdy can come back here. As far as him being the long-term quarterback, 
I'm curious to see where and how much value the 49ers get for uh, Trey Lance, knowing that yep. Jimmy G will probably wa- walk away scot-free. They won't have to give up anything. Um, you know, No one else will have to try to trade for him or anything like that, and Jimmy G will be free to go wherever he wants in free agency. Hey, Butch just texted, in, uh, texted into the show and said, I wasn't going to root for the Eagles until I listened to Orly just now. Now I'm going to hope the Eagles beat the brakes off the 49ers. <laughs> well, you know where Foss is going. Speaking of uh, Foss with that Orly reference, he already told us that he's going for uh, Jalen Hurts and the Texas boy. Yes, he is. Let's go right back to the phones. Here's True Blue uh, joining us on Sports Talk as we continue. Hey, True Blue, thanks for getting in. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How about yourself? Hey, doing well. Thanks, True Blue. Good, Sorry good. for the end of your season, man. Ah, it's good. It's all it's all good, man. You know what? I, it was a good game. It was a tough game, and um, honestly, I think um, the Cowboys. You know, early, you know, mentioned the Forty ers defense. How the Cowboys hadn't gone up against a defense like the Niners, and again, the Forty ers haven't gone up against a defense like the Cowboys. Top five defense. They, I, I think they make pretty look. You know, like a rookie. Honestly, I, I mean, if it wasn't for if you look, if you look at his passing yards and Dax, they're about the same. Yeah, but he didn't have two you know, intercept. He but he didn't have two he, interceptions. That's the difference. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll give, yeah, I'll give him that. I mean, if you think about it, Diggs had an interception too, and, it, and that's what it came down to. Whoever capitalized on those, on those um, turnovers, mm-hmm. right? What the Forty mm-hmm. ers got? What six points off those two interceptions? But I, I think that they played a heck of a game. McCaffrey was nowhere to be found until he scored that. What was he ran it in? Ran in what it was like a ten yard or something like that, fifteen yarder maybe. He had what I think like thirty yards, thirty five yards for the day. True Blue, the defense did their job. Okay, they held they held the Forty Nineers to nineteen to nineteen points. They sure did. Nineteen points is enough to win a football game. So my question is, do you feel like Dak Prescott? will not be able to get the Cowboys over the hump. Seven years, never been to a championship yep, game. That, has Dak, has, in your mind, has Dak Prescott already peaked as a Cowboys quarterback? I, I think he has. Unfortunately, I'm a big Dak supporter, but you know what? Yeah, I think he's um, he's kind of hit that, uh, that peak, like you said, like Romo did, you know, in his tenure there with the Cowboys. But, um, I'm telling you, if you look at their if you look at their numbers, and I and I put this in the article, I I I, I compared the two. Like you'll see their right. playoff numbers and and everything else. It's scary how similar they are. Yeah, it really and is. I think he's got and I, he's got one more year, I believe. Who? He's got one more. Uh, Dak. No, Dak's uh, uh, Dak's not I, a free. He's, he's not an unrestricted free agent until 2025. So they've got yeah, two more yeah, two more years yeah, of Prescott. Yeah, two two years. more years. They're stuck with them, yeah. Yep. But, um, no, and I, I think honestly, I think the just those um, last two, the defense played great. Yeah, but they ran out of gas there at the end. They did those well, those that last scoring drive. Those last two scoring drives the Niners had, they ran out of gas. You know, it's unfortunate that Pollard went down because you know. And you think about it now, right? You think, well, why did, like you were mentioning earlier, why not just kick the field goal? If you would have kicked the field goal, then all that other stuff wouldn't have happened, right? That's true. But, oh, well. Hey, by the way. It is, it is what it is, man. It, Here's my you know question. What? Next up, next up, okay? 
Uh, Tony Pollard will be recovering from a broken fibula, okay? That being said, do you let him walk or do you re-sign him since he's an unrestricted free agent this offseason? I I think they should re-sign him. Coming back from the broken fibula. I I would. Okay. Okay. I would. Appreciate you, True Blue. Thanks for the call. Adrian, what about you? I would not, and I love Tony Pollard. Actually, you know what? Behind CeeDee Lamb, Steve, I think he was probably uh, the Cowboys' best player last night. I, I agree. Mean, on, their, on their offensive side, I thought he was killing it. I thought that this year was evident that Pollard is a better running back factually than Ezekiel Elliott right now. But coming off a broken fibula, coming off that injury right yep. there, it doesn't make sense. The value would not make sense, in my opinion. And it's going to be a very big contract if you yes. resign him. Yeah, because he just wrote, he rushed for over 1,000 yards. He had the best he had the best season of his career now let's say this the normal recovery timeline looks about four to five months but still it's a broken fibula and yep. we're talking about a running back mm-hmm. i know who, who's going to be signing a very lucrative free agent contract and if he loses a step or two then you've got a contract you can't move that's right and let th- that be somebody else's problem not yours patrick is next he joins us uh, 505-6009 hey patrick what's going on hey steve great show you and adrian Appreciate you. Thanks. Uh, thanks uh, so much. Yes, uh, the season is indicative of the last play of the game. By the way, for the offensive for oh. the offensive coordinator to to call that bomb headed play is the way the offensive coordinator thinks. Get rid of the offensive coordinator. You can fix that. It took. John Elway, 15 years. And John Elway is a great quarterback. He won two Super Bowls. It's not over for Dak. Yeah, but understand understand this. You say it took John Elway 15 years, okay? He played in the Super Bowl his third season in the league in 86 against the Giants. Right. So Dak's Dak's never been to a championship game in seven years. Correct. Okay. Okay. But all that being said, get rid of the offensive coordinator. Yep. You got to work with Dak. He's got you got too much money tied up on him. You got to work with it. Bring in somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah, I wonder who they Great would. I wonder who they would bring in. I mean, Matt Lafleur's brother just got fired by the Jets as offensive coordinator. Now, granted, the Jets didn't have a quarterback to work with. But his brother, True. you know, but LaFleur is the, the off, he's the head coach at Green Bay, and he's an offensive guy. And LaFleur's brother is an offensive guy, and they got him from San Francisco, where he was the offensive coordinator for the 49ers. I mean, there's an, an idea. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of possibilities. Kellen Moore is, was a former Cowboys quarterback. He is, you know, he's been thought of as a potential NFL head coach. But as far as an offensive coordinator, you've had enough of him. <laughs> Right, Patrick? You've had enough. You're ready to yeah, say the end of Kellen yeah, Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of him. because you, you have to work with Dak. There's too much money tied up in him. Now, here's my next it's question, okay? Here's the next question. Would you sacrifice a first-round draft pick and give it to New Orleans, fire Mike McCarthy, and bring in Sean Payton as your new head coach? I would have to say yes. Because you can build the coach. The coach is your nucleus. It's everything. All right. 
That's what I, that's I, what would, I was curious I would, about. So Sean Payton, if it means giving up a first-round pick and blowing out Mike McCarthy, you would do that to bring in Sean Payton. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. okay. Got a better head on his shoulders. Appreciate you, Patrick. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks for getting in. Take one more call before we go to break. Mondo, who's on the lines? Hey, Mondo, what's going on? Well, the new, the new handle for the new season coming up next year is True Blue Rowdy. We're going to get rowdy, man. Tell me about True Blue Rowdy. What does that mean? Let, let me tell you. Uh, well, what it means, I had a dog named True Blue Rowdy, and he's okay. gone, so now it's my, team, my time to step up to the plate. But, you know, we, don't, we can't get rid of Dak. There's no way we're going to be able to get rid of him. And he still has he still has a meat on the bone left. But what we can get rid of is that coaching staff and some of those knuckleheaded plays that they that they decide to do at the wrong time. Uh, we have very poor uh, clock management. Yep. Uh, we do very very poorly under very high pressure situations. Everybody panics, which is it, it, uh, it's like a like a tuning fork, man. It just goes right up to the to the to, to the quarterback. And uh, and I, you know they were they kept saying that the uh, offensive coordinator for the 49ers is going to be looking for a job here sometime soon. So, all I right, so let's, so let's so let's talk about this for a second, okay? Sean okay. Payton, let's just say it would cost the Cowboys a first round draft pick this year and maybe a fourth. Who knows what? A first and a third, a first and a fourth, whatever. But at least it's going to cost Dallas a first round pick to go to New Orleans to bring him in. Now, if Sean Payton would agree to coach the Cowboys, would you give up the first-round pick, fire Mike McCarthy, and bring Payton in and hope that he's the guy that can turn Dak around? You know what, Sean Payton, I'm not too fond of that guy. Anybody that gets caught cheating, it's not. I'm not going to take a chance on him. You know, uh, he did. He got caught cheating, and there's no 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 denying that. And I'm just not. I can't. I can't support him. This other guy with a with the uh, with the Niners. I mean, he's a young guy. He's pretty sharp, and he was in control of that game from the get go. He never flinched. Well, know? it's also that you're, you're talking about Brock Purdy. No, not not the quarterback, not the coach. Are you talking about uh, Mike Shanahan's son, Kyle? No, 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 the African American guy. Oh, oh, D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan's. He's the defensive coordinator. D'Amico, D'Amico yeah. Ryan, yes, sir. Yeah. That's the guy. Right there. By the way, D'Amico Ryan's was a heck of a was a heck of a player in his own day. He was a, he was a monster on the field. So the fact yeah. that he's translated that from playing the coach that's that's yeah he probably and he'll probably get an opportunity to be head coach soon. You you know that's coming. So coming. and by the way, what you're talking about with Sean Payton was when he was suspended without pay for the 2012 season. When he was, um, you know, he was found to be paying players who hurt opponents and knocked them out of games. Bounty Gate is what you're talking about for Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah, right there. Okay. And I mean, if you can't win the game uh, fair and square, then you got no business on the field or on the sideline. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and and I just couldn't support that guy knowing that. Yeah. Now, Greg Williams was a, was the defensive coordinator, and he was kind of the mastermind behind all that. But it happened while Williams was with New Orleans. I understand. I get it. I get it. I just it's tempting though because you know what Sean Payton could possibly do to Dak Prescott in terms of turning him around. So the question is, how bad do you want to win? And and your answer is not that bad. Not that bad. I don't want to win. I don't want to win by cheating. That's for sure. All right. 
Appreciate you, Mondo. That goes against uh, that's that's me being rowdy. Because nowadays you win at all costs. Don't tell don't tell that to uh, Bill Belichick, by the way, and the Patriots and all those Super Bowl championships they have. Well, yeah, the line the, it goes right up there, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for the phone call, Mondo. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one. Stay with us. Sports Talk continues. Six hundred ESPN El Paso. Back here on Sports Talk as we continue. Five zero five six zero zero nine. That's our telephone number. John Teicher will join us an hour from now. Looking at some of the messages on our free mobile app powered by First American Bank. Could he use a yogiism to describe my Cowboys' feelings? Deja vu all over again. Next year again, go Miners. It comes from Pinky out in Santa Teresa. Who also... I uh, wished uh, my wife Karen a very happy birthday. Thank you, Pinky. That's nice. And he wrapped it up by saying the best play a quarterback can do is handing the ball off to a running back. Unless your name is Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yeah. when he gets in there. And, and by the way, I thought when he was hurt and Chad Henney came in that that was going to be the end of uh, the Chiefs. But he gutted it out. And even Mahomes at like... Fifty percent is better than most quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, that's that's actually a really good uh, question. Is how many quarterbacks would Mahomes be better at if he was uh, playing on one leg versus the entire NFL? And I think he's probably better than half the quarterbacks. And uh, by the way, talking about great quarterback play, how about Joe Burrow leading oh. the Bengals to a twenty-seven to ten road victory in a snowstorm? I know. I didn't see that one coming. I should have, but I impressed. did. Very impressed by that team. I went two and two in my picks. How about you? Um, I went three and one. Only so one did, I got wrong is uh, is the Cowboys. So did Lane. He went three and one. Nice. Good job, Good guys. Good stuff. Uh, Robert in El Paso messages us on the mobile app. Hey guys, I'm a huge Cowboys fan. Dak will never win a Super Bowl uh, with him at quarterback. Call me crazy. I know Dak is the better quarterback than Cooper Rush, but if Rush was quarterback, they would have won with being conservative on offense. Well, I've said it that the reason Cooper was so successful was they played to their strengths. And when Dak tries to do too much, that's when things get ugly for the Cowboys. Yeah, when, whenever he's trying to do too much, uh, things don't go well. I disagree that Cooper Rush would actually win that game last night. I, I don't think that's the case. Dak wasn't going to win that game, but neither was uh, D- Cooper Rush. Esteban tweets the show at 600 ESPN El Paso. No way in hell does Sean Payton work for Jerry Jones. Paul Marmalejo. Need I say more? One day El Paso, Texas will wake up. Mediocre is average at best. And he is referencing UTEP and the Cowboys today. Mm. So he's finding similarities in the Miners and the Cowboys. We've said that before on the show. Uh, yeah, definitely. We really have. Um, DVUs tweets the show. 49ers could have won by 10 had it not been for kick returner McLeod fumbling the ball. Cowboys capitalized and uh, got three points off of that. Go Niners. Hashtag 49ers faithful. Hashtag San Francisco 49ers. Thank you, DVS. All right. Hour number two. Right around the corner. I think we have our last Dallas Cowboys update today. This is it. That's right. For the season. So Christy Scales will wrap us up, and then we'll come back with plenty more to talk about right here. 600 ESPN El Paso. Along with Adrian Broaditz, I'm Steve Kaplowitz. A lot of talk on the Cowboys. Hey, uh... The Eagles were so good against the Giants. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. I mean, the Giants didn't know what hit them. Eagles looked like they came flying out of the gate. Giants defense couldn't stop them. Before you know it, they were down, uh, you know, three touchdowns. Danny Dimes, no magic for him. 
The Eagles' defense put on the uh, you know put put the stops on the Giants' offense. That was that. Look, Jacksonville had their chances against Kansas City, but once Mahomes came back from the injury, that was it for them. And you know, could Jacksonville beat Chad Henney? Absolutely. I think they could have stolen that game, but once uh, Mahomes came back and. I'm so interested to see how the high ankle sprain is going to affect him this weekend because, Adrian, it's easier when you have an injury like that to play on it before it swells up, and then once that thing is swelling, uh, that's where it gets really dicey. So, you know, he'll have the best medical team on the planet trying to keep his ankle from uh, you know be- being not playable this weekend. But I still wonder what the mobility factor for Mahomes will be like going up against that very, very tough Bengals D. Yeah, I also really liked uh, that Bengals defense when it came to forcing turnovers. I mean, they did a nice job of getting to Josh Allen yesterday uh, or in that game on, on uh, uh, yeah, yesterday. They sacked him. They picked him off. They even almost forced a fumble against him. So I'd be worried about that pass rush that uh, Cincinnati has. I would, too. I would, too. Um, as far as, uh, you know, that Bengals bills game, I didn't expect it. Did not expect it. I mean, Buffalo was home snowing. It was the perfect weather for Buffalo and Cincinnati went in and looked like the home team. It was almost like Cincinnati continued right where they left off three weeks ago when they were playing Buffalo, when Hamlin got hurt. Because Cincinnati was the better of the two teams at that point when the game was halted eight minutes in um, and, and, you know, the game was canceled. And it was almost like the Bengals felt so disrespected by the NFL saying they sold 50,000 tickets to Atlanta to go watch Buffalo play Kansas City that they wanted to make a statement and boy, did they ever. So very, very impressed with that entire group. I, I mean, it's just, it's it's remarkable what uh you know what Zach Taylor has done with his Bengals team it's it it's it's crazy with uh, the Bills, the talk of the week was how many times are they getting to Joe Burrow because of that decimated offensive line that Cincinnati had, but he only had one sack in that whole game. That Bills defense was very yeah. underwhelming yesterday. And, it was. And, you know, we talk about DeMar Hamlin in that game. Well, the Bills, you know, on the field, we forgot to mention, they missed DeMar Hamlin. They missed the depth that they had in the secondary. And whether it was Jamar Chase carving up that, uh, that you know, secondary, or if it was like third uh, – option guys like Hayden Hurst their tight end who emerged yesterday with uh, a touchdown as well I-, I felt like the Bengals just picked apart the Bills every which way possible yep. and you kind of forget at times well Cincinnati also has a really uh, really good offense when it comes to their run game too Mixon was killing it on the ground and Josh Allen wasn't very good no he wasn't very good uh 25 of 42 265 and a pick you know uh, if, if it wasn't for Josh Allen going to the AFC Championship back uh, a few years ago, I would say that the Josh Allen-Dak Prescott comparisons could start too because you love the skill set, but he has not been able yet to take Buffalo to where they need to be. Too good a team, too much talent around him, and, there needs, and, and you've got a home game in the snow. I mean, there needs to come to a point where Allen delivers on the group around him. Now, you might cringe and say you take Josh Allen over Dak Prescott any day of the week, and I understand that. And Allen did go to a championship game a few years ago but lost uh, to Kansas City. But if you think about it, 
since then, divisional exits. That's what it's been like. And Buffalo is too good to, to keep bowing out. However, there's always, a, there's always a however. Buffalo has to deal with Kansas City, and they have to deal with Cincinnati every year. What's the excuse for the Cowboys? Uh, very true. With Josh Allen, um, he's been you know in the in the league since 2018. I'm not writing him off whatsoever. I, I would take him probably third overall as if I'm ranking my quarterbacks right behind Patrick Mahomes number one and Joe Burrow two. Like I, I, that's yeah. how high I think of Josh Allen. I do think he is part of that tier one class of quarterbacks in the league. And uh, yeah, it was it was a bad finish to the season to where we thought we were we were having question marks on Josh Allen, but we ki- continued to give him a pass week after week, just thinking oh oh, well, he'll turn it up in the playoffs, or oh, he'll get to that point at some point. And we didn't see it last week. There was red flags all over that game in Miami, and we did not see uh, through this Buffalo Bills team. By the way, their skill position players might be in question as well. They don't really have a run game. Uh, Their best receiver is Diggs, but when he's shut down, they don't really have a third option. Uh, They liked McKenzie earlier in the year. Uh, Gabe Davis only had two catches yesterday, but not really any emergence of that third option. So before I'm ready to question Josh Allen, I'm ready to question things like the Buffalo defense yep. and the skill position players. Now you're right. Devin Singletary and James Cook combined for a, a combined for 11 carries for 37 yards. Oh, that's terrible. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah, it was. Okay, let's go to the phones. Lines are filling up fast. 505-6009. And we haven't even talked UTEP yet today. One line currently open. Let's begin with Daniel, who uh, joins us. Hey, Daniel. Hello, Steve. Hello, Adrian. Hi, Daniel. Um, yesterday's game was a very entertaining, close game that could have went either way. But like you say, mistakes and dumb plays come back to haunt. It has at times all year. I mean, they've been able to, to overcome those mistakes at, at, at certain points. But other times, it's come back to kill them. They lost to Jacksonville in overtime because of some mistakes. They did not play well against Washington. And we said it. We said it last week on the show when we were talking about the Cowboys. We said Dak has to play another great game for them to have a chance. And unfortunately for the Cowboys, he did not play a great game. Far from it, for that matter. Also, too, I'd like to say what Orley said. Put the Foz on now when it counts and have him say the better team won. I expect to hear him say that when he joins us on Friday. That's his regular spot. Uh, appreciate you wanting to hear Foss early. By the way, it's the Foss. F-O-S-S. Like Foster. But instead of calling him Foster, we call him the Foss. So it's not the Vaz or the Boz or anything else. It's the Foss. F-O-S-S, okay? Okay, thank you for the call, Steve. No, thank you for the call. You're the one that called in, Daniel. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate that. And by the way, you're not the only one, Daniel. Nobody knows Steve Foster's name. Nobody. They don't, they don't get it right on Twitter. They don't get it right on the phones. Maybe it's our fault. Maybe we don't, maybe we don't enunciate Foss well enough when we do our spots with him. We should, but we don't. So that's uh, all right. We'll work on that, too. Adrian, is it our fault? Do we just not say Foss 
clear enough during the phone I, hits. I, I feel like we do, Steve. I feel like uh, this you think is, our listeners just don't listen to well, us. Well, yeah, I, I think there. I think that's the case, and yes. I think we always introduce him with Steve Foster the Foss. We try to. Yes, I agree. I love it though. Some people think he's the Fuzz. Yes, the Vaz. <laughs> you know all these names. He's it's, our resident cowboy fan. You know, he he, that's what he people is. associate the Foss with. They want him to apologize to people or, or come out on to here and say that he was wrong. I mean, Foss yes. will come back and say he was right. You know, remember, do you remember when David Hasselhoff was the Hoff? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking so about. So instead of the Hoff, it's the Foss. That's right, right. the yeah. Foss. Fair enough. By the way, there's there. That's where the there are, there are no similarities between David Hasselhoff and and Steve Foster. I'll say that. Uh, let's go to Jerry on a mobile. He joins us next. Hey, Jerry, what's going on? How you doing, Steve? Doing all right, Just Jerry. Wanted to, to chime in on the playoffs, Listen, please. Buffalo was very underwhelming. Uh, at being at home in their kind of weather, they had no pass rush on Joe Burrow. True. I mean, he could have sat back there and made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That he just picked them apart. That's all there was to it. But don't and, you think? Uh, but Buffalo, don't you think it? It seemed a lot like what you watched back in Cincinnati for the first eight minutes of that football game before uh, Hanlon's injury. Right. Yeah. I mean that's that was what I that's what I saw. I saw the same exact thing. I saw. I, I thought Cincinnati I thought was going to run up Buffalo that night. Yeah, if if uh, Hamlin, you know, that hadn't happened, I think Cincinnati would have won the game without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. And Buffalo needs to get another receiver to complement Stephon Diggs, and they also need to get a running game. Without a running game, they're going nowhere. Okay. Well, you said it. Adrian said the exact same thing before he brought you on. By the way. What about all the talk about Gabriel Davis being that guy? Everybody said when the year started that he was going to have a breakout season. Well, Davis finished with 836 yards and seven touchdowns, but unfortunately he never really elevated himself into that next step when given a chance. Right. He's not a number one receiver like Stephon Diggs is. They need to find another receiver. Uh, that will complement Stefan Diggs. So, and they definitely, they're hurting for a running game. If they don't address that, um, and of course the Von Miller injury hurt a lot on their defense, and um, I think they need to address those issues on the offseason. Now, I wanted to say something about um, the Cowboy game in San Francisco. That was very entertaining. It was very competitive. Yep. Dak played a mediocre game, and I told my friends, uh, he's not going to repeat the performance he had against Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay was the worst team in the playoffs. I mean, they had holes everywhere in, in on that defense and everything. They did, but you know so, what? Because of Brady, we gave them a pass. We figured yeah, that we every single deficiency on that Tampa Bay roster could be overlooked because it's the playoffs, and that's when Brady shines, and it turned out to be the Absolutely. exact opposite. Every, everybody I talked to, said, Dak is not going to beat the GOAT. And I said, well, you wait and see. You're thinking about Tom Brady five, six, seven years ago. He's not the same guy. Unfortunately, there are signs that uh, Father Time is catching up to him. And, um, you know, like like Orly said and other people have said, you know, I wish the Cowboys would give credit to, uh, you know, the other team and say they just played better. But they always make excuses as to why they didn't win. And that's why so many people don't like the Cowboys. And the other reason, I mean, I'd say 30% of all the Cowboys fans are great fans. They don't say anything. But 70% in the beginning of the season, Steve, they always say, uh, we're going to win the Super Bowl. You know? And uh, my son, Rob, he gets a hard time from his friends, you know? 
because uh, they're, they're most of them, the majority are cowboy fans, and every time the cowboys win, they they uh, send him shade, you know, giving him a hard time. And then if he says anything, they send him a picture of the Broncos' record, you know. But yesterday they were all hiding. They didn't answer their their text or their phone or anything. They were hiding. And I'm sure all the the CD Lamb jerseys and the Dak jerseys are going to go into mothballs in a couple of days. Some people you know? are throwing out their, their uh, Dak jerseys. They're burning them. But uh, listen, he's not going anywhere. So he better uh, just uh, you know buckle up for another season next year. The only question is who's going to be coaching him. Yeah, and and absolutely, Steve. I mean, you know, there's so many different fans. Like uh, there's 49er fans and Steeler fans and Buffalo Bills fans, and all kinds of fans all over El Paso. But I never hear him saying at the beginning of the season, we're going to win the Super Bowl. But that's all you hear from Cowboy fans. You do. You hear that. And there's Do people, you really? I you, because I, yeah, heard, I, I never heard that. I haven't heard that word, the Super Bowl. Oh, I've, I've heard that. I, I work oh. with about three or four Cowboy fans, and they always say that at the beginning of the season, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Gosh, you, you do know, know something? Uh, the honest to God truth, Jerry, I don't think I've had a call on this show. From mm-hmm. any Cowboy fan predicting Super Bowl for 20-plus years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you don't work with people. Thank I God. Do. That's true. That is true. Yeah, absolutely. Love you it. Know? Good job, Jerry. Yeah, so anyway, that's about it, Steve. I enjoyed the playoffs. I think Philadelphia and San Francisco is going to be an awesome game. I agree. And, um, you know. Um, I think Cincinnati I think, uh, and KC is going to be an awesome game. Absolutely. And I think Joe Burrow is going to go into Kansas City. And get the job done. I don't see Kansas City winning with uh, Mahomes on a gimpy on a gimpy leg. I just don't for an ankle. Appreciate you. Thanks for the call, Jerry. Phones keep ringing in. We keep taking them here on the show. YYS joins us next. Seventeen past. Hey, YYS, what's going on, man? How are you today? Well, Steve, I'm I'm like any other fan. I'm disappointed, but I know life must go on. Yep. And uh, let me just uh, add to uh, what your last caller was saying. I'm in that 30%. Um, I try to keep it pretty humble, but you know me, Steve. I could, I could bring the smoke, and, and I'll ask for the smoke too. But all I could tell you, Steve, is three-quarters of that game, it was right there. And then the fourth quarter, it was just like – it was like the – so waiting for it to unravel before your, your eyes, I just saw an overpaid running back that couldn't, uh, couldn't uh, get himself going. Uh, I saw uh, a number one receiver that was pretty much catching everything. And I just saw, eventually I just saw the defense start to get gassed. And you know what? San Francisco's a very, very good team, Steve. I'll be the first to say it. The defense was just very, very good. And I think the the part that's stinging the most is having to think about the fact that a rookie quarterback outplayed Dak. But True. You know what? If at this point I've already asked, is it time to move on from Dak? I've had people tell me they should give him another year and then at that point maybe start looking for somebody that can possibly take the Cowboys over the hump, but all I could tell you, Steve, is it's a great time to be Sean Payton right now because a lot of teams are going to want to come calling. I even think even some of the teams that just got eliminated. And really, Steve, I think just on that dumb play alone to end the game yesterday, 
I don't know how McCarthy still has a job. Sometimes I wonder how he won the Super Bowl, Steve. And I know you're going to say, hey, he had a prime uh, Aaron Rodgers, but uh, I know um, oh, I keep forgetting the guy that used to cover the sports for KBIA. Uh, oh, Asher Wildman. Yes. He, he, I, remember when, I remember when he told me, you know what? McCarthy's very overrated because if, if, he, if, if he had a prime Aaron Rodgers and he only won one Super Bowl, what does that tell you? Good point. So I don't know, Steve. I'm, I'm just very disappointed. They need to rebuild from everywhere. I mean, I think they, they need to go. I'm, I'm, I'm almost to the point, Steve, where I'm good with entertaining the fact of probably having OBJ as the, as the number two receiver because at this point they don't have nothing on the other side. No, nah, they need they need somebody they need somebody better than Gallup to compliment uh, CD Lane. That's that's for sure. That is for sure. So, I'm with you there. And, Steve, and let me tell you, let me just tell you uh, just uh, regarding uh, the FOS. It's F O double S. That's right. And this is coming from somebody that, uh, that that's got a college degree. I know I know it was FOS. I I know it was in FOS or. FOS, I know yes. that's just bad trolling in my opinion, but no, yes. I always appreciate what the FOS gives you. But I don't know, Steve, right now my Cowboys are just like my Lakers. They're like the management is stuck in the past, and I don't know, Steve. I, I, I know this sounds harsh for me to say. Sometimes I feel that Dallas is not going to win until what happened to Al Davis happens to Jerry Jones. I'm not saying I want, I want him to die or, or pass away, but it, it just feels that until – well, do you feel? But do you feel that when Stephen Jones takes over the team, it's going to be any different than Jerry? I don't know, Steve. Uh, at this point, uh, I mean, can't get any worse, right? There you go. Good job, YYS. Appreciate the call. I didn't even realize the time. We are five minutes overdue for a break. Let's take it. We got Brian. We got Luis. We got more phone calls coming up. We got John Teicher uh, about forty minutes away. So we'll do all that still to come here as we go to Charlie and get this traffic update. Back on Sports Talk. We are rolling through today's show. We're going to talk a little UTEP basketball with John Teicher 35 minutes from now. He's standing by live at Hudson's. But the calls keep ringing in. We keep getting right to him. Like Brian from downtown. He's been waiting through the break. Hey, Brian, thanks for waiting. What's going on? Hey, you there? I'm here, Brian. How about you? Brian, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. There you go. What's going on, man? You have us on a speakerphone, but that sounds good. You tell me what's what's That's happening. Right. Brian, you're live I'm on the radio. I don't know if you know this, but you're actually on the air right now. What's going on? I'm licking my wounds from last night, but I'll get over it, you know? But I am a true fan, and I have to disagree with the other caller. At the beginning of the season, I'm convinced that my Celtics are going to the playoffs. My Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, you know? And my Dodgers are going to the World Series because I'm a fan. That's the way fans think. So true fans should always shoot for the sky no matter what. Well, I'm just, yeah, well, except if, except if I'm, a, oh, I don't know, a, a New York Jets fan, maybe I wouldn't. There, there you go. That's a, that's a, that, by the way, I agree with you. I'm I'm a realist more than anything else, so you're right. But if you're a fan of a team that is used to going to the postseason uh, every year, every other year, you got to expect it, right? Yeah, I'm very upset with the with the with the, what the Dodgers have done uh, uh, after the season. You know, uh, I didn't realize that by the by pitchers and catchers that we'd be down two turners. You know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. That really sucks. But anyway, I mean, with the farm system and the way things go now, 
they're going to be competitive. They'll always be competitors. They'll All, always compete. Yeah. You know, the yeah. Celtics will always compete. And the Cowboys will frequently compete. <laughs> Uh, it's hard to believe that the Cowboys, you know, have not been to a championship game in uh, what, like twenty-eight years. It's just the way it is. Yeah, something. But but the point is, do you feel a two-part question? Okay, because you've heard the show today, you know the themes. One, would you give up a first-round pick and go get Sean Payton if you could? Um. Yeah, I would. Okay. Um. Yep. Which means you got to fire Mike McCarthy and give up the first-round pick. I got gotcha. you. Number two. Yep. Do you believe that this team could eventually get to a championship game in a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott as quarterback? Yes, uh, with only minor adjustments. You know, uh, uh, injuries really hit them this year. I mean, it's, uh, look, look, I think that uh, the, the best running back on the team was not available for the second half. And True. Seven-point game. So, you know, I mean – the Cowboys had a good shot at it until a couple of a couple of injuries in the last two games of the season. But but all teams have injuries. It's the end of the season. Everybody's beat up. Yeah. So I mean, it, a lot of it is luck. Well, uh, unfortunately for the Cowboys, they just didn't have enough of that luck. And by the way, you give up 19 points. That's a that's that's a good enough defensive effort to win a playoff game. Uh, yeah, but you, you know what? Somebody last week said it. Uh, I think in 15 consecutive uh, uh, pairings, there has never a, a a traveling team has never won a playoff game. I, I forget exactly the way it was, but but uh, um, the Cowboys, uh, the NFL really screwed the pooch when it comes to uh, giving Dallas five days to prepare and then giving San Francisco seven days to prepare and being at home. Now, I hear you. All I can tell you, all I can tell you is, uh, as a Jets fan, um, I would take I would take Dak Prescott over Zach Wilson every day of the week, every single day. So yeah, enjoying the show, Steve. Take care. Appreciate you, Brian. All right, approaching the bottom of the hour as we continue here on Sports Talk. We'll get to Luis right after we get to Adrian. Let's do one last Sports Center update, and then we'll come right back to more calls. All right, Adrian. Thank you very much. We continue here on the program, as promised. Luis, joining us next here on the show. Hey, Luis, what's going on? <laughs> Man, you know, we're going to the Super Bowl, Jerry. I've never said that. I guess when I was a, a fan in 1961, I don't know if you were born, Matt. No, I wasn't even, forget born. My, my parents were in high school. Come on now. 61 was a long time ago. Okay, let me tell you, we need, uh, well, Dallas needs a quarterback, they need a running back, they, you know, University of Texas Longhorns, they have a great running back, you know his name, right? Bijan Robinson, he'll uh, be in the NFL this year. He would be great. They need a, an offensive lineman to cover that edge, man. I mean, the defense was pretty good, wasn't it? Micah Parsons and Marcus Lawrence, they they did their thing. They couldn't uh, win it all. But, hey, 49ers, I hope you beat those Eagles. I I definitely want, and I don't think that Sean Payne, it's never going to happen, Sean Payne, as long as you have Jerry Jones, a meathead. No way, Jose. That's all I have to say. 
Would you? Would you trade? Would you trade? I, I know. So, so Sean Payton is not realistic. What if? What if he would come? He is great, but with with me, Jerry Jones, you can't. With his ego, yeah. you cannot accomplish anything. And you know, it was ex- as expected with uh, uh, Dak Prescott with his interceptions and in his. Uh, Oh, no, 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 no. Completely. I prefer to say Shalom, John Teicher. I love you, man. We, we've been talking for how long? I've been a participant for about, what, 20 years or more? Longer. More. Longer. I love you, man, and I congratulate the, the new kids on the block, the, the, the guys that you have on your show, those guys. For, are they from high school? Yeah, we've got a good we've got a good group. We got some we got some high school kids. They're doing well you too. Keep up the good work, young man. Appreciate keep it. up the good work. You are fantastic. We'll talk, we'll talk to you, Luis. Take care of yourself, man. Luis likes it. He's got our it's like our prospects. It's like our minor league club. We got we got we got all these these hot prospects in the yeah. system right now working out. I like that. I, you know, by the way, a big shout out to Luis. Always bringing uh tons of years of knowledge and always brings tons of years of memories to yes, the show. Does. Hey, by the way, I love Bijan Robinson too. The Cowboys aren't getting him unless they're trading up. No, they're not. And I'm um, I'm curious to see where Robinson ends up. Uh, he's probably the first running back taken. Guaranteed. If, if it's not uh, that Alabama running back, but he's also a, a stud as well. But nonetheless, uh, Robinson probably top fifteen. Even though we don't value running backs uh, as high as we once did. He's gonna go. Uh, that's that's exactly. He is gonna go. Uh, let's give out some awards from the UTEP game Saturday night. I know it was a tough one for a lot of minor fans. UTEP uh, just uh, never could get themselves going in that one against Florida Atlantic, and uh, they 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 fall. I think it was by eight. Was it? Is that the final? They lose by eight. Yeah, sixty-seven fifty-nine is All the right. final. That's right. Let's give out our uh, our uh, hot hand to the game, which we do every game from uh, Wind Supply El Paso. Who was the hot hand? It was Tay Hardy in this one. He finished up with a co-leading of uh, sixteen points, uh, but he scored eleven of those sixteen in the second half alone. Uh, really helped them minors when they needed some scoring efforts and also was a perfect four for four from the charity stripe so tay hardy winning the hot hand award by the way he's on their television commercial i don't know if you've seen it yet it's awesome they yes. got a they got a couple of utep minors but it's cool what they do because you don't see them wearing any utep jerseys all they give you is their name and their number nothing else right and uh and they're out there. That's a that's a neat TV commercial. I like that. He did a good job yeah. with that. And uh, I'm not to spoil. I'm not trying to spoil who's going to be our player of the game. But uh, our player of the game award winner is somebody who's also in that commercial. Oh, really? Yes. All right. Hey, by the way, every time I watch football on uh, on, on the streaming platforms, I can't explain this, but when I watch the Fox games on like the Fox app. Yeah. The wind supply commercial is on a loop. So every time, like if I'm watching the pregame show, you know how Fox does it? When the pregame show ends, you have to exit out to watch the game. It's not like one continues into the other. So when, when the program is over... All they do is show the wind supply television commercial like a thousand times. Oh man, that's great! Value it just keeps right rotating there. over and over and over again. Oh man, that's hey for anybody who has the Fox app, they'll definitely be the ones to capitalize off uh, that wind supply El Paso ad. Yeah, and Renee, when you find out you're getting all these TV plays online, they're probably my television because I haven't changed it yet. I'm still watching. I'm still I'm still mesmerized by by the wind supply commercial. Hey, if you would like to find your nearest dealer for wind supply, especially if you're looking for a champion heating and cooling equipment like a new 
refrigerated system, or uh, maybe a, a ream, also a water. Uh, you can get a, a water heater, also Master Cool and Convair products. Just go to the Find a Dealer tab, windsupplyalpaso.com, and you'll even see how you can get a rebate on Champion products. All right, you just teased it, our um, Player of the Game Award which is brought to you each and every uh, game by our friends at Keats Southwest. Calvin Solomon, a double-double for him. The Stephen F. Austin transfer, 16 points, 10 rebounds in this game. Also chipped in with three steals. Been great on the defensive side of the ball. And one of the things that I really liked from Calvin Solomon, only a pair of turnovers in this game for him. Uh, Somebody who sometimes, you know, he has his mistakes, but he's learned from them and uh, a double-double leading the way for the Miners earns him the player of the game award keith southwest is leading the industry in precision metal stamping since 1958 hey i've toured the plant it is incredible what they are doing right now for so many businesses uh around the country and locally if you need uh special metal assemblies brackets bushings clips lead frames shields tooling or wire forming all you have to do is get in touch with the great folks at Keats southwest and and they can produce it in the millions if you'd like in the millions you want to learn more Go to KeatsSW.com. That's KeatsSW.com. And so we continue here on Sports Talk. Um, Minor Talk. Let's summarize that. Uh, What was Minor Talk like on Saturday? Yeah, minor talk was uh, rough. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Steve. I think a lot of people had higher expectations uh, for the the team in that game, and I think they were sold on a on a game uh, in which they were taking on a top twenty five opponent. But they actually had a chance to win. And out of the first half, I think a lot of minor fans lost the the hope that this team could actually uh, beat Florida Atlantic. And you know, the Owls went up. I think it was as much as seventeen points in the second half, and they eased up a little bit. And you got to give UTEP credit for fighting back in this game, but at the same time, hold this UTEP team accountable uh, for their performances in games like this. They have another tough opponent this upcoming Saturday in North Texas, and I think that's where a lot of the focus was in most of the calls on, on Saturday. It was it was pretty active call base on Saturday, and a lot of fans were looking to this three-game road stretch and wondering, where's UTEP going to find a win? FAU, by the way, big, strong, physical when you look at them body-wise, they, they look different, don't they? They uh, The eye test uh, uh, compared to UTEP. Yeah, well, and also they've been together for so long. That's another big yep. strength for them. And it was evident right off the bat. You're like, man, these guys have so much cohesion. And if it's not Golden, the seven foot one, seven foot two uh, guy down low, then it's probably one of their sizable guards like Michael Forish or Elijah Martin. And when, when Zach uh, Weinberger joined us Friday, he was really talking about the balance and the scoring that FAU can really uh, flex on teams. Man, uh, very impressed by them. 18 in a row. And with teams like UAB trending down and not playing as well as they could and North Texas playing the way that they are, I I don't know. I I feel like it might be uh, a race in CUSA right now where we're starting to see Florida Atlantic separate themselves, even though this uh, this league is very competitive the way it is. Such a great point. Again, if you missed any of minor talk, it's up right now on demand. Wherever you listen to your 600 uh, ESPN El Paso programs on demand, and uh, that could be uh, the Apple Store, could be Google Play, Spotify, doesn't matter where. Uh, wherever you get uh, your on-demand programming, you can check out Minor Talk following Saturday's game as we continue here.